when it comes to a, a country's economic future, one single election or geopolitical catalyst is usually not enough to completely change the trajectory of an entire country's fate. However, in the case of Argentina, this most recent election result is a game changer. And if Javier Molay, who recently got elected and won his second round uh, election today, actually is able to dollarize the economy, it could break the streak of populist-driven inflation that is plaguing the country for the last century. I'll get into it more now in the rest of this video on the economic future of Argentina. So Argentina, sadly, is known in its history as the first country to lose developed economy status. Uh, and as early as recently as the 1920s, uh, Argentina was um, one of the wealthiest countries in the world. And in fact, in the turn of the 20th century, it was one of the top five countries in terms of GDP per capita uh, built on industries primarily revolving around agriculture and natural resources, such as its famous um, beef industry. And from my experience going to Buenos Aires, um, their steaks are the best in the world. And that's actually where the background is of this video today is pictured from my trip to Buenos Aires back in 2017. But the thing is, is that it didn't last the prosperity because Argentina fell into the Peronist economic populist trap, which basically was a mix of trade protectionism and an overextended social welfare state that given the government's tax revenue and resources could not possibly pay for it. Uh, the economic protection limited growth outside of its um, ag agricultural exports and made this the cost of a lot of manufacturing components or electrical equipment or other specialty gear to help modernize a country just be way too expensive compared to arrival nations. And the other problem was is that they had too much of their population depend on the state through uh, welfare payments and pensions. Uh, a country of 46 million people, over 10 million Argentines collect a pension. And their other welfare benefits in Argentina include a universal child allowance, family allowances, relatively generous, at least for the GDP per capita of Argentina unemployment and disability benefits. And it's the base, the most outside of um, countries that would be considered borderline communist, it has the most generous and extensive welfare state in all of Latin America. And politically, it's unpopular to take away these things. And so the incumbent pronist government historically has done to mitigate this problem is to just print money and as a result, Argentina has seen multiple rounds of hyperinflation. There's been four to five, depending if you count the current one as an extension of a round of hyperinflation that happened earlier in the 2010s, or if there are two separate episodes. Uh, since the, the 1940s, uh, Argentina's inflation, as I'm recording this now, is 143%. And Argentina has not had an annualized inflation print of below 20% since 2015. And they keep falling into this same trap of promising a lot of 
benefits to their people and not having the hard currency to pay for it because their economy is not strong enough or just the promises are just too generous. And so they result to printing money. And this has been a repeated cycle. Uh, there have been attempts on the Argentine right to fix this in the past. Uh, Mauricio Macri was in, elected in 2015 and he ran on a platform to try to add free market reform to Argentina and fix it. But before he could even get through, uh, the proneists were able to regain political influence and his policy measures were dead on arrival or were not enacted fully and inflation never really came down enough or the economy never really got better enough for people to make it through the pain. And that is actually also another problem with Argentina's historically is that it has a relatively low pain tolerance for uh, recession or restructuring. And that is, and since the voters have such a low pain tolerance, these kind of things, that's why the incumbent governments go back to the money printing solution. So what is different than for Javier Malay? Why won't he be Mauricio Macri 2.0? Well, he is the first, at least in my career, following Argentina's economy of any leader with any power proposing the actual solution needed for Argentina. And the solution has worked in other countries that have struggled with high inflation. And that is dollarization. So what is dollarization? Dollarization is really the idea that you just abandon having sovereignty of your currency and having an independent central bank and just run your economy on, on US dollars. It doesn't have to be US dollars, but that's the most common currency that countries that dollarize use. There's some who use the euro as well, or the South African rand. But countries that have dollarized in the last 50 years include Panama, Ecuador, Zimbabwe, and Cambodia. And all of those countries have seen much improved rates of inflation and a much greater trust in um, foreign investment than they did before those reforms. Some of them, such as Zimbabwe and Cambodia start from such a, a low floor that even a, a, like a material improvements aren't really that noticeable. But dollarization has proven in, in many countries in the world to stop. Hong Kong is another example, which is probably the most successful example of dollarization. You know, they use the Hong Kong dollar, it's effectively pegged to the USD. And the this would work for Argentina in theories because one, it takes away the print money to pay for overly generous social benefits tool away from the government. And by taking that tool away, foreign investors and this international businesses and just Argentines themselves who have moved their savings to Miami or Uruguay which are the most common places for those with any means convert their currencies to dollars and move them in bank accounts over there to have the confidence to bring their capital into Argentina for the first time or back into Argentina. If you can trust that the currency is not going to be at risk of collapse at any given moment, it restores a lot of confidence in the economy. It also would slow down the velocity of money because people don't have to spend their paychecks immediately in fear that the value of their currency is going to drop overnight. 
So those that's what would cause this to improve. And also this would put a check on government out of control government spending. This wouldn't be without pain. Like any other austerity made measures, there are losers from it. People who have been reliant on these paychecks from the government are going to be hurt and they are going to see a material decline in living standards. Inflation actually may even higher in the short term as the market has to reset for just for dollarization. But in the long run, it is the key for Argentina to regain the trust of foreign creditors, investors, and even just our local population of savers. And with that, then they can have a healthier foundation to grow their economy because Argentina has the resources in terms of natural resources. It has a history of strong, relatively strong education system for Latin America. There have been Nobel laureates from Argentina. There's prominent Argentines who've contributed in the U.S. and Europe and other parts of Latin America to their economies. They have the human capital potential. They have the resource capital potential. They have plenty of land. That's not an issue either. So Argentina has all the tools to be a prosperous country. In fact, they were one for the first half of their history as an independent nation. But politics got in the way. And so with the dollarization, it could just be is the first step to really creating a solid foundation. And you've seen economic booms built on much less serious reforms. The So like the main objection really to dollarization, other than freedom of monetary policy, which given Argentina's central bank's very poor track record, uh, they don't really deserve that. But when it comes to um, the other one is just, can it be implemented? Do they have the political will to do it? I mean, if you look at the results on the legislature level, Argentina has um, that their center-right party and Malay's party combined have a majority in both chambers of the legislature. Um, if there's like a filibuster rule, then there may, I'm not that familiar with how this, the Senate works in Argentina, like the United States, then they may have a challenge. But assuming that they don't have a filibuster tradition, then they have the votes to do it. Uh, it's just a matter of getting the center-right party behind it. And I think there are a few ways you can do that. One, you could do a competing currency format, which is what Patricia Bullrich, who was an opponent in the first round for Malay, proposed, which is the idea that you have both the peso and the dollar be co-official currencies. And since the dollar is the more trustworthy currency, uh, people are just going to switch to that. It's already kind of used as the official currency for things such as hotel and Airbnb reservations and corporate salaries and a lot of other internationally focused um, exchanges, but that would probably just spread throughout the economy. And the reason why people are concerned and would want a more moderate steps to dollarization was because Argentina may not have the FX reserves overnight to immediately switch to a fully dollarized economy. They'll have to accumulate dollars on the open market, which actually makes this news positive for the U.S. dollar, just if a country as large as Argentina is going to be using it as its primary currency. Uh, the other side of this is um, you can do is just a transition period where 
it's that you don't turn dollarization overnight, but there's like, look, in exactly three years from now, and this is kind of what happened when all of the European currencies in the late 1990s switched from their local countries' currencies to the euro. Be like in January 1, 2027, uh, the Argentine peso is going to no longer be legal tender and it must be converted into USD before this date. And that will give time for the government to build up FX reserves and also for people to switch their existing cash and change their business operations to be revolved around the new currency. And that's, I mean, I know like Malay ran on immediate dollarization, but for practical purposes and to get votes from more moderate uh, politicians in the legislature, I think some sort of uh, transition uh, time was going to mean to be implemented in order for this to get done. Uh, his other economic policies are interesting just from an observer perspective. First time anybody with anarcho-capitalist sympathies or even um, libertarian sympathies uh, has gotten to this high of office and a country this size, and it will be a good testing ground though for if a more if he can get enough from the center party behind it. And there's a good chance it will work just because he has to make compromises with the center right party to get things passed. So implementations will be more gradual and it will give enough time to see positive results before going more aggressive on some of his policy goals. And if they work, then you could try to go a little bit further. But at the beginning, I think there's going to be just more gradual steps, but the most important one by far. And if I were him and I had one thing I needed to get done to really stabilize the future of Argentina and to make anything else you want on your agenda to be even remotely viable is dollarization. Dollarization is really is what the future of Argentina's economy hinges on. If they could successfully dollarize, it's going to be, a, again, a financial game changer and just instantly restore credibility to investing in the country and possibly even to its bond market. There may be some defaults in between. That's the other risk which could trigger a recession. That's the scary part about dollarization is that it could, it's gonna, it could lead to... Sovereign and corporate defaults and trigger a recession. But given how much um, deep Argentina has dug itself in a hole over these years due to bad economic policy, it's going to have to be paid for somehow. As I usually like to conclude these economic futures videos, I compare a country to a U.S. state. And in this case, I'm comparing Argentina to Michigan, which is actually very appropriate given that both of these regions of the world had their relative economic peaks in the mid-20th centuries with Argentina in the 1920s or maybe 30s and Michigan in the late 1950s. Uh, they both had been strangled by union politics and they both have had seen brain drains out of their regions to other parts of the world. Uh, let's look at for the comparisons, uh, Argentina has a population of 46 million, whereas Michigan has a population of close to 9 million people. Uh, GDP on nominal basis for Argentina is actually less than Michigan's, but they're very close. 641 billion for um, Argentina and 645 billion for Michigan. 
uh, the GDP nominal per capita is about 13,700 for uh, Argentina and for Michigan it's considerably higher at 64,732 in terms of fortune 500 companies Michigan has three uh, which are notably two of those three are automakers and it has Argentina has zero there are big companies that have started in Argentina whose primary market is Argentina on the global basis such as Mercado Libre or Globant but the problem is is that due to uh, the currency volatility of the peso and Argentina's capital controls and trade restrictions and bad economic policy they have relocated their headquarters offshore such as um, Mercado Libre being based in Montevideo, Uruguay as its official headquarters uh, as I mentioned, both uh, regions had peaked in their economies decades ago. And surprisingly, they're both very fun tourist places. Uh, two of my best vacations I ever went on all happened to be in Michigan and Argentina. In Argentina, the most fun thing is playing polo. It's probably the only place in the world that you can affordably play polo. And... Um, Michigan is the lakes are fantastic like if you go swimming in Lake Huron or Lake Michigan in the summer it's warmer than any ocean in California and the water is flat so you can cruise real fast on a jet ski and that's what those pictures are of my my trips at those both of those places so overall uh, Han Malay save Argentina the answer is if he can get dollarization passed and through the system. If not, he's going to be no more effective than Mauricio Macri was. But dollarization is the spark of hope that could really start real positive economic change for a country that has badly needed that for decades. Thank you for watching.